Good morning and welcome to the Health and Wellbeing Show with me, Christine Charles from Health and Wellbeing Show. And Christoph is with us again, back in the house. Now, uh, with the current situation that's going on, we are finding different ways to communicate and get content to you. And Zoom, our good pal Zoom, is one of them. So thank you very much to uh, Zoom inventors. Christoph, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us for agreeing to join us on the show today. You're going to be talking about the situation that we're in. And I'm going to hand over the reins to you shortly. Um, what you do, I mean, you've been on the show before, but for the people that haven't heard of you or heard you on the show, tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do, my love? Well, first of all, Christine, can I say thank you for having me back on? I think it's a beautiful opportunity to speak with you again and to hopefully bring some value to your listeners. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'm from Belgium originally, in case people are wondering where the exotic accent is from, but I've lived in Manchester for 20 years, so that Mank Twang kicks in at random times. Um, so it's a little bit of a crossover accent. And I'm a coach and I'm an author and I help individuals and teams reconnect to their confidence and their passion for life. I would say that's kind of the, the, the crux of it. And one of the many ways in which I do that is by sharing mindfulness tips with my audiences, which are so helpful, especially in a time such as the one we are in right now, where things get very uncertain, things can be very very stressful, we feel anxious, we feel a myriad of, of emotions, some of them that we have never experienced before. And through being more mindful, we can actually navigate these very interesting times with much more ease. And it doesn't mean that it's um, kind of a, a, a miracle pill. It needs to be treated with, with respect as with any well-being tool or any, any strategy that you, that you apply. But it's certainly very helpful and it's worth exploring. And I'm, I'm really grateful that we can do that on, on, you know, on the call today. Well, I think having known you since last year, mm. I think you're underselling yourself slightly there. Um, and we met through recommendation of a friend that I, I used to work with, a colleague, James. So, mm -hmm. hi, James. Hi, James. Um, Wonderful, James. Absolutely. Pioneering. Very, very, very powerful L&D professional and yet wonderfully sensitive in his approach of dealing with people. Absolutely. And so why would he not have good people like yourself in his life that he recommended? And you, you travel uh, when you can, not, not <laughs> yes. <laughs> you travel all over the world and you speak to thousands of people. I've read your book and, you know, there's more books in the pipeline for you. You podcast. So you produce a lot of content. You coach, help and counsel a lot of people as well. Um, so I'm sure you're going to have lots and lots of well-being tips for us today. But before then, I want to know, and our listeners and, and people watching right now will want to know, how is the current situation affecting you right now? Because you're very much out there. You, you know, you travel, you speak to people. So how is it affecting you, Christoph? Okay, so without romanticizing the, the, any of the horrors that are taking place um, all around us, and, and we only have to look at the news to know what, what we're talking about, right? Um, 
for, for myself, it's actually an incredibly busy time. And we have people like your good self reaching out for a chat, for some information, for some tools. So in that respect, I'm really busy. Um, on, so, so the business side of things is, is going, that's doing its thing, that's going well on a personal level, because I think that's what we should be talking about. It's um, as interesting for me as it is for the next person. You learn what being with yourself is like, like all day, every day, um, within the confinements of, of the bedroom right now. This is where I'm in. I call it meeting room two because my partner is in meeting room one, i.e. the living room. So um, it's, you learn what, what your triggers are. You learn what your limits are. You learn what your capacity is in, in general. And it's, it's an interesting time. I constantly try to look at things as you know uh, from 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 the positive angle and if that's not a possibility then at least from an angle of what is this teaching me what can i take from this so um whether we are going to say okay god put me in this situation or the universe put me in this situation or whatever we resonate with it's like okay i'm i'm fine with that and i can respect and appreciate that but i want to know what's in it for me i want you know i want this to be a little bit i want some return on my isolation investment so to speak so that, that is um, how I personally deal with the situation. And I do have my down, not days, they never last full days, but certainly moments where I feel very anxious and where I have to do the work. And by doing the work, I mean, stop whatever it is that I'm doing, close the laptop, take myself for a walk around the living room or walk around the garden or wherever I'm allowed to go. Um, but, but manage the situation head on because it's really important. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So I suppose out of interest, your what the type of thing, what does it do when you when you kind of step out in those moments of, of having to readjust? Creates a space. Mm. That's the best way for me to explain it. And that's also how I explain mindfulness. It's really about creating a gentle breathing space between myself and the thoughts that are flying around my head and usually in times of stress of course those thoughts are not necessarily very positive um, so when you have that awareness you can kind of consciously understand your biases and you can understand what's going on or maybe even if you don't understand what's going on in your mind you you know that there is something going on and it's not serving you anymore so if you can in that moment by taking a step back you press the pause button so to speak and you allow to go for a walk you you do you know you 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 you, you remove yourself mentally from the situation. And then what that allows you to do, Christine, is that you come back to the situation and you can respond to your thoughts rather than react. Because all of us have this thing called the automatic pilot in our mind, in our brain, and it's constantly, for all the right reasons, trying to scan for trouble because it wants to protect us from danger. And that's been, we've been wired like that since, since we were, created pretty much so however n the vast majority of the, of those warning signs that we get are irrelevant and they don't serve us but if you were to react to all of those you are constantly and that's what most of us are in a state of heightened 
emotional awareness, i.e. anxiety. Um, whereas when you can understand that everything up there are but mental events without sounding disrespectful to the, the wonder that is our head, our minds, but they are mental events. They are not necessarily real. They're not necessarily the truth. And so by having that, that, that understanding, that awareness, you step back from your mind, so to speak, and you can respond rather than react. Does, does that kind of make sense? Because of course, mindfulness is very broad and, and most courses are eight, week, eight weeks long. Um, I'm trying to kind of give you what it means to me in a nutshell. Yeah, it, absolutely, it makes absolute sense. And what you've done is simplified it, which is brilliant. You know, um, I've done a mindfulness course and, and it's all that what you're saying is it, it, it is what they teach in the courses. What I love is that the fact that you're trying to get people or what you're describing is get out of your head, get into your heart, you know, and um, that is the key, really. And that's what that's what I've been trying to do as well. So mm. thank you for sharing that. Cause I think you're welcome. And, and sorry, if I can just add something to this, you mentioned the word hard, like getting into our heart, mindfulness equals heartfulness because in, especially in Asian languages, mind and heart are often represented by the same word. So from, for, for many, many centuries before mindfulness was rightfully more um, scientifically approached and validated, thank goodness, already those people in other cultures a long, long time ago understood that the mind and the heart are connected. And it's, the real question is, how much of your time throughout the day do you and I and the listeners spend some time looking inward? and connecting to the heart and how is the heart and the, the whole body therefore responding to what's going on up here and how can we kind of you know restore some balance between both and i think that's the invitation and what an invitation it is mm. you know so um we're gonna we're gonna expand on that invitation a bit later on to, to get people if they're interested to come and accept that invitation, how they can do that. First of all, I want to ask, as you're in the thick of it right now, helping people in some dire situations, what trends are you seeing, Christoph? What what is it what's going on out there right now with people? Again, coming in from the positive angle looking through the positive lens we might as well because as we said there's already enough negativity out there um loneliness is the first one that comes to mind many people are really confronted with their loneliness and it's not necessarily a bad thing my friend because if you are lonely and you can actually, for the listeners, they can fill in this blank or with whatever is relevant to them and, and in their world, whether it's loneliness or sadness or whatever issue that they should be working on. When you're in a situation like this and you cannot go out every day to the pub or to the club or to the gym or wherever you socialize for the wrong reasons, i.e. because you actually deep down, you know that you're overcompensating because you hate spending time by yourself then this theme of loneliness is really now it gets the full spotlight and it gets and it annoys really it annoys people no end 
but they are forced to face it and to look at it and to put it under the microscope and say, hey, why do I run away from myself? Why, do I, why, why does being on my own panic me so much? What is possibly so wrong with me or about me for that matter that I need to run away with it? What are other people going to give me that I cannot give myself? What kind of validation am I looking for from the external world that I can't generate internally so that is one of the things to come back to your question one of the themes that i do see is loneliness and it manifests in different ways but again the opportunity to look at it differently is right in front of us so i think i'm gonna I'm just gonna stick with that one for, for now yeah. because the majority of, of my my in case people are wondering well there must be many more there are more but the majority of the people i tend to work with are often successful business owners who are very lonely i think you've hit the nail on the head there christoph loneliness is because it's confronting you're confronting something that you you cover up by going yeah. out and, and socializing and all the all the all the other things that you know people do in society uh, to to enjoy ourselves um or deviate from from the thing that's kind of bubbling away inside mm. so in terms of loneliness then if someone is watching and listening to this and they're completely resonating with what you're saying one tip one tip on how to tackle loneliness very practical tip grab a pen and a piece of paper and do some homework jot down as many positive aspects about yourself that you can come up with and if you struggle with that, which many people, interestingly, many people do, especially even, don't tell anyone, but especially the confident people or the, as little, at least on the outside, very confident uh, people, they struggle to write down things that they, you know, their own attributes. Um, so, so a good tip is perhaps you can look in your email folder where you keep positive feedback emails, or you can look at some birthday cards. What, what do people write on that kind of stuff about you? Because maybe they give you clues in that regard, things that you don't always tell yourself, mm, maybe I'm good at that and I should honor it and I should kind of, you know, celebrate that more, but I don't do that often enough. Write all these things on a piece of paper and add more throughout the day, every day, and revisit that list. And then, yeah, I think celebration is a good word. Celebrate that. And, and look at just how wonderful you are, because you are. Yes, what a look, I'm feeling all goosebumpy now. Um, that is such a wonderful, positive way to look at loneliness and actually make the first steps towards, you know, confronting that beast, because everybody yeah. goes through it in their life. Everybody needs, whether we, we you know, we, I suppose for me, when I was growing up and I was going through loneliness, I didn't have anyone around me to, to say, well, Christine, why don't you write something down about yourself that's really positive? So this is really wonderful. And it's interesting because as if by magic, and that's a whole different conversation we can have on another occasion um, about the dynamics of that, how that works, or how, at least how many people believe that works, uh, which is quite spiritual um, in terms of kind of what you put out there, you attract or, or it kind of comes back to you like a boomerang. So it's interesting that when you begin to make those lists and you reflect on what you've written down and it begins to really sink in and it begins to resonate it's like 
the more full you become of yourself, and I'm using that purposefully, that word, the more you, you respect yourself. We're not talking about vanity here or anything like that. Genuine self-respect. The more genuinely confident you will become. And then something magical happens. It actually attracts people to you because people want to be around someone who is not needy. Ouch. Very painful word for some listeners, but maybe you need to hear it. Um, nobody likes to be around a needy person. We all have friends in our circle, family members, colleagues who are sometimes so needy that actually we are hiding in the staff um, room or we, we cancel meetings, we cancel activities because we don't really know how to be around those people anymore because they drain us. And it's sad because what they want is to connect with us. And we understand that, but actually they make it nigh on impossible because we cannot breathe. I have friends in my circle who, when I'm with them, and they are my friends and I love them dearly, but 95% of the time they will do all the talking and it's very one way because they are needy and it's draining. So to come back to my point, when you learn to look at how full and magnificent and wonderful you are without any of the cockiness. You reduce that neediness because you can self-support, you can give to yourself in terms of energy, in terms of love, in terms of compassion, in terms of kindness. And nothing attracts people to you more than someone who is not needy and genuinely contented with life and with themselves. Absolutely. And there's so many biblical principles in what you've just said. You know, you reap what you sow. Um, even generosity attracts generosity. So if you're generous to yourself, you will attract generosity from people. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's not about the self-love goes so far, but you need to be grounded and actually be able to look at yourself in the mirror and go, you know what? I'm okay. Yeah. I have flaws and that's okay. I don't need to be perfect. And this is where the spiritual aspect um, comes into it as well. You know, I pray and meditate a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Without that, I go off kilter. If I, if I don't do that at least once a day, you know, get my Bible open, have a look at a parable or something that totally inspires me, I'm off kilter. Um, so, you know, it's finding ways as well to, to find what helps you. Mm -hmm. um, and then find that courage to be able to to look at yourself in the mirror i totally hear you about a lot of the people i meet talk about themselves and i think when we're coaches as we are and and we're out there helping people i think again it goes to that attraction thing that you're talking about where people see oh this person is a listener they're gonna mm. listen to me so it's important for people like you and i to have a really good circle of people uh you know a small circle of people that we trust and that we can talk to so who's your without mentioning names uh -huh. what does your circle do for you i have a very eclectic circle um which is great and I love that because it kind of validates my ability to connect with many different people in many different ways. And I wouldn't want all my friends to be carbon copies of each other. Mm -hmm. um, so 
Yeah, it's what I find interesting, Christine, is how different people bring out different things in me. And I have, for example, I have a friend who is very yellow, as we say, which is one of the inside colors. Yellow people are very spontaneous, very loud, very Instagram, very like, you know, it's already on social media before the activity has even taken place. That's kind of how bubbly they are. But it was interesting to me to see how good a listener they really are. Oh, I'm sorry, my alarm was going off. Um, and so I tremendously enjoy being heard because very few people can actually facilitate that for me and hold that space for me because usually I'm the one who is doing the listening. Um, so I think that's, um, yeah, if you want to be my, if you want to be my friend, give me, um, give me a moment to, to share my two cents as well. That's what I would say. And I, you, I, it's not like I'm blaming people because of course they know that we are coaches. We, we are therapists. We are counselors. We are people, people. So naturally they can be forgiven for thinking Chris or Christine or whoever is always in, you know, in listening mode because that's what they do. And it's true. But we're also human being and we also like to go to the pub or the club to have a drink and to socialize and to just park our, our own problems for a while or whatever. So I think you need different friends for different situations. And it's nice when, yeah, everybody gives me something different. Yeah. 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 Does, does that make sense? I'm not really sure if I answered your question, but um, that's just what came through. Beautifully, absolutely beautifully. And that's another key there that you've given to people, you know, seek out friends that are different from each other that will give you different things mm. where you won't be talked at, you'll be talked with. And I, we're quite similar in that way that I have in an inner circle. I'm very careful with, and I nurture that circle. They're all mm. different characters, um, but they, you know, we talk to each other. We give each other, we hold space for each other. And, and that's what you're saying. It's, it's great that you want to talk, but give the other person the opportunity. And that's mm. key here for, for all those who love to talk, you know, write it back and listen. And be okay with silence. Be comfortable. Learn to become comfortable with silence. I have friends with whom, you know, and this is going to sound strange to some listeners, but I'm sure that you will understand it perfectly, with whom I can just go for a walk or go for a pint. And sometimes there are moments of silence that are absolutely beautiful and angst-free. <laughs> Whereas with other people, it's like... He or she is not telling me something any moment now. This, they're going to drop this bombshell. And it's like, but, but no, it's just we are here to enjoy each other's presence. And being in your presence is enough. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can't, everyone creates atmosphere with their energy levels. So if, you're, if, if you've got someone in the room who uh, loves to talk, is not comfortable with the silence, as opposed to people who are comfortable with silences, it's going to create tension because you've got two polar opposites so absolutely so practice silence guys practice silence yeah. you shared many well-being tips with us today um have you got one last one i'm going to squeeze it out of you christoph before you go gratitude i know we mentioned the strengths list 
yeah. do something similar for things you're grateful for and start with one thing, then aim for three, five and so forth. And don't overthink it. Don't look too far. When I do this activity with people and with, with teams, they often think, oh, it has to be something big like a new car or a lottery win or a promotion. No, no, start with the fact that you, you can even do this activity means you're alive. Start with that. You woke up this morning. Be grateful for that. That's always the first thing to go on the list. Then you probably walk to the bathroom and you clean your teeth. So that means two things. You know, you have teeth and you have hands. Put those on the list. Build it up. Keep it simple. And before you know it, then you can begin to add bigger things, you know, like love, friendships, um, whatever. But, but keep it simple and the, the, the neuroscientific thing without going into much detail is that it releases feel-good chemicals in your system. And once those neural kind of pathways are created in terms of experiences and those new ways of thinking, they become your new baseline. So next time when you go to your gratitude list, 15 items are the norm and then you want to aim for 30. And then once 30 are easy, you go for 50, whatever, you know, kind of put it you know bluntly but that's how it works wow 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 thank you so much and krista finally if people are really like wanting to know more about what you've said where can they find you where can they catch you thank you for asking i appreciate that i think the best place is my website christophspeasons.com and there you can find the links to connect with me on all the social media channels as well. There are free mindfulness meditations and podcasts on my website, loads of free content and, you know, articles and stuff. So that's probably the best place to start. Awesome. What we will be doing is posting Christoph's website on our social media platforms. Um, if you're on the radio, get onto Instagram, um, get onto the Instagram page, the Health and Wellbeing Show mm -hmm. is on there. And uh, Christoph, your surname is spelled S-P-I-E-S-S-E-N-S. -S -S -E -S. That's correct. Speasons. Yes. And if I can just very quickly um, and unashamedly do one plug, yes. I do Sunday evening meditation sessions, mindfulness meditation. They are 30 minutes. 7.30 till 8 p.m. London time via Zoom. Um, you can just join from the comfort of your home, duh, because that's where we all are at the moment. But what I mean is it's, it's in total privacy. You don't need to show me your webcam. You can just listen and, and that's it. So, and we usually have uh, quite a nice group of people dialing in from all over the world, really, um, for 30 minutes of calm and relaxation. And the info can be found on my, found on, uh, my website. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. So that's every Sunday, half past seven. Correct. PM. Yeah. PM, UK time. Awesome. Awesome. What a great way to leave with a gift that Christoph has just given of uh, 30 minutes of free meditation. Go on, give it a go. Christoph, we know that you'll be back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, God bless you. And we'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Christine. All the best. Bye for now. Bye.